What do you most enjoy about one of the things that you do now, interviewing upcoming freshmen for entry into the program? One thing I love about that is that I already have a sense of who they are. Being able to establish that connection before they're even in the program, I think is really cool. I also really like knowing that me and the other people on the interview committee have so much of a say, like knowing that our voices matter and knowing that I'm able to help shape the future of the people coming into this program, I think is really special. Welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. While there are a ton of other leadership podcasts out there on the interwebs, this is the only one solely dedicated to developing undergraduate leaders in numerous fields. We bring in interesting leaders from a variety of disciplines and industries to dish out practical advice for entrepreneurial undergraduates embarking on their professional careers. You'll hear from leaders operating at all levels, CEOs and other C-suite individuals who are at the top of their industries, mid-career professionals only several years removed from their college days, and young leaders in school who are already doing amazing things. We feature leaders from business, diplomacy, education, journalism, engineering, law, medicine, and the sports world. It's all part of our mission here at the Bucino Leadership Institute. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Seton Hall's Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. I'm Kaida Jesus. And I'm Ashley Howard, and today we will be your hosts. Molly Stella is a junior at Seton Hall and one of the inaugural members of the Buccino Leadership Institute's College of Communication and the Arts cohort, majoring in public relations. As a member of the ComArts cohort, she is the co-chair of the Freshman Mentoring and Recruitment Initiative, as well as the member of the cohort's interviewing committee. She also contributes to Seton Hall's Pirate TV, Pep Band, Public Relations Student Society of America, and Litor Agency. Furthermore, she has worked at Seton Hall's Center for Community Research and Engagement for the past year. Molly, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. I'm really glad to be here. I'm really excited. We are, too. You're about two years into your Seton Hall education. What has been your most valuable experience so far? Okay, that's a really tough one because I feel like with each experience that I've had, there's been, like, something to take away. Some things, like, leadership as a whole has really benefited me and my future career, I want to say. Freshman year, we had a speaker, Ayesha Verayu, come in to the ComArts cohort, and I actually was able to have an internship with her last summer and her nonprofit, which was really exciting. And through that, I've made a few more connections that I'm still like strong with. Because I'm a PR major, um, networking is a really big thing for us. So I just think it's really exciting that I can start seeing my network grow, even though I'm only 20 years old and still in college. As we said earlier, you're one of the first members of the Bucino Leadership Institute's College Communication and Arts cohort. What sort of challenges or pressures have you faced and how do you deal with them? All right. So when we were first starting out, one of the biggest pressures was probably just like making something that we know is going to outlast us and trying to figure out how to make it all work because being the first ones, you don't realize how much groundwork needs to be set out. And I think that was a really cool experience, even though it was a challenge, was seeing all of us come together for the common goal of building this program. And I think that was really exciting, even though it was a bit of a challenge at first, trying to get everyone like on the same page and like trying to get a group of leaders to like work towards one goal without overshadowing each other but I think we came we overcame it really well as a team 
Can you talk a little bit more about what you do for the Commerce cohort? Because we've mentioned it in your introduction, but we'd like some expansion on that. Yeah, of course. So freshman year, one of my biggest things was before, actually rewind, before I even committed to Seton Hall, I went to an open house and Dr. James Kimball was down on the floor at the theater in the round. And he said, next year, this is going to be one of you down here. And he like introduced the leadership program and his like whole perspective of it and how much he wanted to like have something come out of it. And I like turned to my mom and I was like, that could be me like down there on the floor talking. And so freshman year, when I found out that once I finally applied to Seton Hall, got into Seton Hall and then got in the leadership program, he mentioned open houses. And I was just like, day one, I was just like, open houses, I'm there. Like, I am your girl. Like, let me be the face of this program. And thankfully, everyone was very much not, no one else really wanted it. So I just kind of like swooped in, swooped in and took it, which was really exciting for me and being able to see me develop as a speaker was a really big thing and seeing like how my speeches progressed on how I addressed the program and how I like presented myself to a new audience every month at open houses. So that's where the, the branding and recruitment and well, freshman mentoring and recruitment initiative came in for the cohort. And that is why I'm the co-chair of it because I really enjoyed doing the open houses and as open houses started to die down, I really wanted to focus on creating a really solid experience for the next year's freshmen. And so we worked really hard, me and a few others worked really hard to create this mentorship program and like how we wanted to set it up and present ourselves to the freshmen before we even really met them. And it was nice because I was also on the interviewing committee. So I had already seen a lot of the freshmen face, well, face to screen because all of our interviews were through Skype. So overall, how would you say that the Leadership Institute has enhanced your college experience? I, 100%, leadership is like top tier, like college experiences. Like most of my college experiences are coming because of leadership. Like I met my roommate through this program and there was definitely like, we had, we have a few rough patches every now and again, but it's very much like, that experience where it's like we're gonna be each other's like maids of honors at our weddings and some of the friendships that I've made out of this program and the different trips and experiences so I'm from Pennsylvania and when we went to Gettysburg I had never actually been and it's literally 20 minutes away from my house and I thought it was funny that it took me 20 years and moving out of state to go to school to get to my backyard essentially to have that experience and with the 9-11 Museum, that was so impactful in ways that I never thought something would be. And I appreciate the fact that I'm like old enough to go and experience something that like happened in my lifetime, even though I couldn't remember when it happened. And the coaching program made me realize things about myself that I like still use to this day. And it's just like these little facts and tidbits that I like notice and I know how to like tweak it now to make myself like not only a better leader but a better person. We mentioned in your introduction that you are a public relations major. What sparked you to make that decision and how have you applied that to your learnings from the Leadership Institute? So this is a fun story. I really like telling this story. Uh, my junior year of high school, my, I was part of the morning announcements crew 
and they were do going to this communications day at Elizabethtown College, where basically their communications program opened their doors and let a bunch of high school programs just come in and like experience what a college communications program is like. And each of their departments like had a little presentation. So there was like some advertising and some digital, like visual sound media type stuff. And then there was a public relations one and it was a crisis simulation. And they sat us down and they said, okay, you work at Android and your phones are blowing up. What do you do? And I don't know why it stuck with me, but it was just like the thought of being able to be the face of a company and being that type of person that people are coming to for the answers and being that representation really stood out to me because I've always wanted to be like that forefront person. But then I really like I wanted to be an actress and then I realized that I can't act and like a singer and I realized I can't sing. So I was like, okay, we need to rework, rework this into something practical. So that's where public relations stuck with me. And that's why I think doing the open house speeches and presentations is really important because it's giving me that simulation of being the face of something bigger than me and knowing that how my words are going to impact the future of something. Well, Molly, we know that you're a busy girl with all the stuff that you have going on. How do you balance your studies with um, all of the extracurricular stuff that you do? Uh, Lots of lists. To-do lists are kind of my life. (laughs) Crossing things off is like the best thing. It's like the best feeling for me is like writing everything down and then crossing it off when I do it. Sometimes like after I do something that wasn't on the list, I add it to the list just so I get that satisfaction. I also am a very like bounce thoughts off of someone type person. So like almost every night before I go to bed, I like turn to my roommate and I'm like, all right, this is what's on the agenda for tomorrow. And I just like do a breakdown of my day And I don't know if she likes when I do that, but I do it anyway, just because it helps organize my thoughts before I go to bed. So I very much just like organize everything. So I realize what needs to be done and when it needs to be done and trying to prioritize it that way. So far, what has been the most rewarding thing about being a leader? That's a tough one. I, so I was actually talking to some of my friends from high school and I was just like wondering like what their first like interaction with me was like if they remembered it and this one kid said that like he didn't know me that well but like he saw me one day and I just like asked him how he was doing and because I always take it upon myself to like see how people are doing and I think that's very like a leadership style just like making sure that everyone else around you is like doing okay I was also president of the marching band at this time and this is where I saw him we were in band and he I was just like hey like how are you doing and he was just like that really stuck out to me because no one else knew who I was except for you so I think like being able to have that connection with people and like having them view me in a way that like is respectable but also approachable so how do you want that leadership to transition you in your professional career well I really want to do like My dream job is to be like the in-house head PR manager somewhere. So like I want to kind of have that corporate job. So I really want my leadership skills to kind of develop and be fine-tuned now so that when I am like in charge of like real people at a real corporation that 
I already seem like I know what I'm doing, even though I know I'm not going to know what I'm doing. I, I would like it to seem that I have a, a general grasp of what needs to be done. We've talked a little bit about your future plans and what you want to do in the future, but what do you most enjoy about one of the things that you do now, interviewing upcoming freshmen for entry into the program? All right. One thing I love about that is that I already have a sense of who they are. And I like being able to, going back to like the whole people person and like not liking, liking people to like know me and being able to like ask them how they're doing and like know who they are. Like being able to establish that connection before they're even in the program. I think is really cool. And one thing I also like is when they're like, yeah, I was at open house and I think I saw you spoke. And I'm like, yes, yes, you did. That was me. And so I really like doing that. I also really like knowing that me and the other people on the interview committee have so much of a say, like knowing that our voices matter and knowing that I'm able to help shape the future of the people coming into this program, I think is really special. Having been a mentor in the past, what is one thing that you believe you have instilled in a uh, new freshman? I would like to think that I've instilled like a sense of making sure that they understand like the family and like how we really look out for each other and like that the personal bonds are bigger than like some of the stuff that we're doing. I would like to hope that they realize that like making sure you're you're like one of your fellow cohort members is okay is more important than the fact that like you're in the middle of an event. We've talked a lot about your emphasis on human connections and how that plays a big role in the career that you want to play. When did that become so important to you and why? I, I think it's been a big thing all of my life. Like looking back, I was always that, you know, those kids that like hang out with the teachers and like usually they're called teacher pets. Like, I didn't care. Like, I just liked having those connections, like, with my superiors and just being able to connect with them in a different way. And I think I've always been like that. Like, even now, I have, like, a new internship and I, like, make sure that I'm, like, asking my supervisors how they're doing. And I, like, go, I go through the trouble of, like, having that connection with people. I like knowing that I can, like, go to almost anyone. And I like when people know my name. It's almost a selfish thing. But it's, I think it has good, good purpose and meaning behind it. When you, find it. when you find someone that you would like to establish a connection to, but you find it a little bit harder to, like, they're just not opening up as quickly, what, what do you do in order to establish that connection in a way that doesn't encroach on their boundaries? So I've actually had that issue. Um, I'm at a new internship right now, and there are just some people that just, they're not, I'm a very outgoing and outspoken person if you can't tell. So some of them are just more on the quiet side. And I just like tell them right off the bat, I'm like, hey, like, I'll ask them how they're doing. And they just kind of give me a one word response. And then I like ask them a question or two, like, oh, like, what's your favorite part about this new job? And like, oh, where are you from? Because some of them are around the area. So then we talk about some high school connections and stuff like that. But sometimes like, if I can tell that they're like, more hesitant I'm just like I'm just letting you know like I'm a very inquisitive person it's who I am I just kind of put myself out there and present myself and if they don't always respond I kind of back off but I don't always like stop like I'll like the next day I'll go in and I'll ask them again like how they're doing but I think being able to read another person's social 
comfort level is really important. So like seeing if they're completely and utterly reserved, like you need to back off. But sometimes if I'm just like, this is who I am and I'm probably going to just like ask you random questions throughout the day, eventually they kind of like warm up in a sense and then they're more open. And I always like when that happens, when they like open up and that usually happens more so than the reserve, but you can, I would like to think that my social keenness is fairly strong in knowing when it's necessary to just leave that person be. So would you mind talking a little bit about internship and like what it entails? Um, yeah, yeah. So I am an employee experience intern at the Hershey Entertainment Resort Company. So basically in Hershey Park, we are in charge of seven departments and their scheduling needs as long as any other issues that they may have, they always call our office. So it's almost like a scheduling HR-esque kind of position. We do a lot of different things, but it's a lot of like calls and like making sure everyone it has their orientations done, has all their paperwork done. Um, we're there whenever they sign in. So we do all of the scheduling for these seven different departments. And I think it's a really nice stepping stone for me. It's like the first time I've really had a job that's like in my career path because I've always had like those like odds and ends jobs like growing up and stuff like that and just like an internship here and like a movie theater job here so this is like something that is at an established company which I really like it's close to home kind of which is really nice knowing that like I can leave school and come back and like I can be at home and doing something worthwhile and it's an entertainment company and I ultimately want to get into entertainment PR right now. I'm thinking television, but having this at, on my resume, I think is a great stepping stone, especially if there's the possibility of internal hiring and promotions. And I've already talked to my supervisors about coming back and they're happy with my work ethic, which is really good. So I'm already able to come back for our winter season after we come back from school or whatever happens there and I'm really hoping that after school I'll be able to just stay at home for a little bit and work there and be able to kind of establish myself more so in the entertainment field being marketing or PR whatever it may be and being able to have that to then take to another level. Wow, congratulations, Molly. Thank you. It's very exciting. I'm a big fan of it. What draws you to the entertainment portion? So, like I said earlier, when I was younger, I, like, always wanted to, like, be an actress or, like, a singer or something like that. So, having that limelight was just something that was always on my mind. I'm very type A in that aspect. And I just, there's something about it. When I was first going away to college and people were like well what do you want to do and I was like well my dream internship is to be with Jimmy Fallon but like end goal is to like be Jimmy Fallon's boss and I know like that's not how it works but like that was the easiest way to describe it to people who had no idea what public relations was because I basically wanted to be working at NBC Universal and then just like move up in the world was basically what I wanted just because TV has just always just like, I've always been drawn to it. Now, speaking of PR, I know it was mentioned that you are involved in PRSSA. Can you speak a little bit about what you do with them? Yeah, so PRSSA is definitely a club that like I'm involved in, but definitely should be putting more time towards. 
it's the student chapter of the PRSA, which is the Public Relations Society of America. And it's like anyone who's anyone in PR is part of PRSA type deal. So the PRSSA is essentially just like the little baby version. And then you go into the real world with the big version. But we have a bunch of speakers come in. We have a lot of like alumni panels. And going to events that they have helped sponsor is kind of what has helped me fine tune what it is I want to do in the PR field. Because I went in knowing I wanted to do like entertainment. But like through them, I realized that like, I don't really want to do agency work because I didn't even know a PR agency was a thing before I went to college. And like, I want to do more corporate-esque things than maybe like agency or something lower like that. So they've really helped me kind of like guide my public relations path in ways that I didn't even think I needed it. So that was really nice. And I've really enjoyed being a part of it. So what has been one of the most vital things you've learned while being a member of the PRSA? Um, be involved. It's definitely a big thing. Like you get, you get out of it what you put into it, which is why I think I should definitely put more into it. Just going to a bunch of speakers doesn't always like listening to someone talk and like actually acting on what it is they're saying are two different things. And I definitely need to do more acting than just listening in that aspect. I will say that you are, as we mentioned, involved in several different societies and clubs and programs throughout Seton Hall. How do you take the time to step back and try to recuperate from that? What do you do? Lots of naps. (laughs) Uh, I know it sounds like just a typical college student, but I take, you know, definitely like taking the time to find the rest. One thing that I find is like, one thing that I'm definitely working on, I'll say, is finding time to be independent because even like I am a people person and that means I always like being around people. But then I realize that like when your friends are constantly around you, it gets to be a lot. And one thing through self-reflection and like through this quarantine pandemic that I've realized is I really need to learn how I can like take a step back and I can just go to the library Like, I don't have to sit in my room to study because that's where my roommate is. And just, like, taking us, the biggest thing, I think, is to just kind of reflect and realize where it is you're lacking and, like, where is being overstimulated. And then that's kind of where you know you need to take a step back. So speaking of uh, going to the library and just having, like, time to reflect and take care of yourself, um, during your free time, are there any books that you read and any that you would recommend for leaders or aspiring leaders? So I definitely do a lot more um, fiction reading than nonfiction reading. So the books that I want to recommend are like really good stories that have just completely sucked me in. Uh, the I Am Number Four series. Actually, that is a good leadership example now that I'm thinking about it. It's a really good series. It's sci-fi dystopian-esque but it's like in modern America Um, and it's basically about these they're essentially aliens and they're coming from a different world that was under attack and they're all being hunted but in number order so it's told from the perspective of number four and then later others that are still alive and it kind of shows how like they're completely scattered across the world and then they have to come together to overcome a bigger evil literally And now that I think about it, like the way that they form their councils and the way that they 
argue is just so relatable because it is a not like it is a fiction book. So obviously it's relatable and it's just so just thinking about it now, I haven't read them in a few years, but they're a very quality book that I would recommend that if you just like want to take like a step back and like look at it from an outside perspective almost and just seeing like breaking down how people work when they have to come together under super stressful circumstances and when they all have different stuff on the line, it's it's a really interesting read. And there's quite a few in the series. So it's a good, it'll, it'll take a good bit of time too, so commitment quarantine reads yeah (laughs) so i think that's all the questions that we had for you today thank you once again for coming to the podcast molly i hope you have a great rest of your day yeah thank you guys so much this has been such an awesome opportunity thank you on behalf of everyone at the Bucino Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank all of our podcast listeners, the podcast team, as well as 89.5 WSOU Pirate Radio for allowing us to use their facilities. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership and on Twitter at Shu Leadership. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better.